Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops present College Hockey West Live for August 2nd, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Air Force Strength and Conditioning Coach Drew Bodette. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next day at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed it is Tuesday night, which means it's time for the College Hockey West Live podcast. Scott Strandy back with with you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado after about, oh, eight and a half hours on the road coming in from Kansas City. Great to be back here in the Rocky Mountains. My co-host as always, Paul Hornstein in uh, uh, the basement uh, on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? This is where they let me stay. They don't let me out of the your, your volume is very low, or my volume is very low, one of the two, because I can barely hear you. That could be me. Who knows? Crank it up. Crank it up. <laughs> no, I'm talking. I don't know how I don't know how much more I can. I don't you got any volume on your uh, your device? Because uh, you're very, very quiet tonight. Really? Oh, it's, now it's a little better. Now it's a little better. Uh, I don't want to eat the microphone, though, either. Uh, well, oh, anyway, it, yeah, you were, you, apparently your sound is down either on your device or your phone uh, because your volume is very quiet. But anyway, um, great show tonight. We've got another strength and conditioning coach coming on. We've got, I guess his title is really the assistant strength and conditioning coach at Air Force, Drew Baudet. We'll ask Drew when he comes on if that's really the title or if we can just call him the strength and conditioning coach. But it uh, should be fun. We've been talking about this off the air, Paul, and um we're excited to find out if there's any differences between how you train cadets versus how you train other hockey players. Yeah, well, I, I think. Oh, now you're loud and clear. I like it. Uh, all right. Well, I, I, whatever. I don't know what I did. This is. I, I'm not the smart guy here. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Know, you I want. I want to hear okay. you, and so does everybody else. So that's all good. Right, all right. Just, that that's you. fine. That's fine. Whatever <laughs> it is, I did. I'm glad it worked. Um, yeah, we want to find this out. Um, I don't know why Air Force is, is very, uh, cheap with the information on Drew, but we'll find out, I guess. Uh, you know, um, it's the I'm Air just Force. Saying. It's the Air Force. Yeah, trying to keep to... things a secret. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> anyway, um, anything else going on in the world of, uh, college hockey today, Paul? Um, <laughs> I don't want to get into this deeply because it well, really, you know me, mess. okay, just I, listen, I, I, okay, you know me, yeah, but we I don't can't like not negative. address it. I know, no, but we have to address this. I know, but I don't know what you want to address to me. 
Uh, you and I talked about it before coming on the show. It's just a cluster of uh, he said, she said. It's it's a well. Said, somebody said uh, it, we don't have any proof. We don't know what's going on, and the boosters win. Good night. It's a mess. We're talking about Michigan. We're folks. talking Michigan about Michigan. Report you, came out. Well, uh, Paul, no, Paul's, it became public. Paul unranked them once. It this. became public. <laughs> but Paul unranked them once during the season. They well, that's because they played in the tournament. <laughs> well, no, they played in the tournament. They just somehow managed to say they were going to have health issues for the second game. But they hadn't <laughs> played the first one yet. Right. And that was mentioned in this report, too, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's. Uh, um, I started to look into it, uh, to be honest with you, but I was driving, as you know, all day. So I, I just got a couple of pages in, and I'm going like, oh, man, this is – this needs a lot more time. It's, than it's, I have. It is. It's just a mess. To, uh, I mean, we we knew something had to be up because Mel Pearson's contract is up, and they didn't let him go, and they haven't extended him. So we knew something was up. Okay, um, and it just seems because all of these people can't be wrong. Now, the the. You're sitting there, and this has happened enough where I'm sorry. I, I can't give the head coach the benefit of the doubt that he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I, I mean, this is – I mean, uh, uh, while we may not have direct evidence of everything that he was accused of, there is apparently – Strauss Mann had some recordings – of the conversations he had with the coach. So now we know why Strauss Mann left. Right. Okay. He got out while he still could. Well, so here's the bottom line. Let, let's let's cut to the chase on this. Wh- where do we go from here? Does, does Pearson keep his job? Are there any repercussions from anybody, whether it be the NCAA or the school itself? Uh, are things just going to go on as status quo and they're going to go like, ah, shouldn't have done that, slap on the wrist and uh, and move on? I, I, I don't. Well, the, the, obviously the school is not commenting. Nobody in the school is commenting. Um, I don't think any of the players or anybody involved is commenting. But it doesn't, when you sit here and read the, the, advi- the, I'll I'll just quote the athletic story here. At the end of its investigative report, um, the investigative company advised that the university, quote, address the mistreatment of female staff members by the former hockey ops guy. Um, The coach's inability or unwillingness to hold the former hockey ops guy accountable for his conduct fear among students and staff of retaliation by the coach. And, and this is the part where I'm sorry, if you, this is, this is where we are. Inconsistencies in the coach's recollection, perception, and or characterization of key incidents and issues as compared to the other participants. I'm sorry. Um, I I can't sit here and honestly say that the coach deserves the benefit of the doubt. We have seen it way too much in the hockey world in the last few years that all of these things have proven to be accurate. Now, if you want to say that I'm not being fair to the coach, okay, you can say that. Well, and you're, before and you're, you, before and you you're entitled further, to your opinion. Before you go any further, the coach is welcome, as is anybody's welcome, to uh, text us, give us a message, bring us, uh, you know, give them the opportunity to join us if they'd like. So um, we'll, we'll always offer that. If you don't, if you disagree with what we say, Come on board, talk about it with us. Uh, well, the forum is always open, but right. anyway, um, 
I'm you just know, I'm just saying that we 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 if you if you're asking me um to me I hate to make it sound like somebody's guilty until proven innocent but we've seen too many situations in the hockey community in the last 5 years and maybe if you can want to even narrow it down to the last 3 years yeah where this stuff is ignored 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 until it becomes a major problem. And by the way, uh, at some point um, in the in in the report, they talk about a lawsuit that they or lawsuits that the university had to settle for about forty million dollars. So this is not the yeah. first time. Yeah. So okay. Well, anyway, let's uh, let's put that aside because we've got good news and fun stuff to talk about because we've got the strength and conditioning coach from Air Force joining us now. We got Drew Bodette with us. Drew, you got Scott and Paul with you. How are you tonight? I'm great, sir. How are you? Thanks for uh, having me. Uh, yeah, you're coming in loud and clear, so that's awesome. Great. Um, good. L- let me tell you what we do here. If you're not familiar, we like to talk hockey and have a good time. So if you're in for that, you got as much time as you want, Drew. But I'm up uh, for it. <laughs> Paul and I have been talking uh, before you came on and for the last week or so when we knew you were coming on is that uh, we're intrigued by uh, strength and conditioning, or at least I am 100%. Uh, Paul's catching on with me. Mm. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, we've had other strength and conditioning coaches on, and the first question I want to start off with, is it is it the same to train a cadet for hockey as you would train any <laughs> other uh, individual? Terry, absolutely not. <laughs> I you know, think so. <laughs> you know, I was at, I was at the University of Denver with uh, – with George Gwazdecki back in uh, 2004, <laughs> 2005, and um, <clears throat> we went uh, national championships then. And, and uh, you know, those kids are gifted, gifted talent-wise, um, you know, and, and they're, they, they're, they're great kids, don't get me wrong, but they're, uh, they're amazing with their talent, their ability to play hockey. Um, they've been doing it their whole life and it just seems like they've been good at it their whole life. So the cadets that we get at the air force Academy, they are gifted in other ways. They're smartest kids in the world. And, um, it's very rewarding for me to work with them because they come in, um, and, and let, for example, let's say I have some athletes come in that maybe have a, a 20 inch vertical jump. And when they leave with me, they've got like a 27 inch vertical and they have just become these athletes that they did not know that they could become. And then all that applies to the ice and, and their, and their hockey career. And, but they, they have the drive, they have the motivation as a strength conditioning coach. None of us ever want to deal with discipline. I mean, that's like the worst part of our job is the discipline and, and the administrators to some point. Um, it's always, I listen, Drew, it is always about the administrators. I promise I you. And, when I, and I'm not, and I'm not going to sit here. I'm not knocking Frank, but uh, uh, as somebody who works in the school, it's always the administration. I don't care what the issue is. It's always the I administration. I know. So, you know, we have the best kids in the world and, um, you know, it just, our leadership, um, on the team right now has, and our character, um, you know, we, we got a great group of kids right now. So it's, I'm super excited for this year, but the cadets are completely different than any other athlete that I've ever worked with in my whole life. Yeah. There's so okay. many different ways. All right. So yeah, first ahead. of all, because you've now given us some information that you've been working with hockey players for a while, like over at Denver. Yep. Okay. Um, at Air Force, are you working with all of the athletes or just the hockey players? You know, I, I, there's, I think there's what, seven of us, there's seven of us on the Olympic side and okay. we have 28, 28 teams. We, oh, we have about four or five each. Um, I also work with our golf team. I okay. work with our, um, our men's and women's tennis team. And then um, we teach classes as well. All okay. the, the, the coaches minus the hockey coaches, football and the basketball coaches and the volleyball coaches, we all teach classes as well. So I okay. teach 
uh, intro to weightlifting in the morning, um, an advanced weightlifting class. I take yoga, um, combatives classes to the other cadets as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually that's from like nine o'clock to 11 o'clock in the morning. And then, so I work with four or five different other teams, um, as well as the rest of the people on our staff. So we, we, um, we see our athletes basically from two o'clock to six o'clock because the, the way that the classes are set up is that athletes will start a little bit earlier and maybe end at lunchtime, have lunch, do their mandatory meal formation and so on and so forth. And, um, then they come to us about one forty-five, and video, you know, film practice. And they come to me, but basically the majority of our athletes come down between two o'clock and six o'clock. Um, and that's when we'll see all of our athletes. But, um, I, I work with those, those few teams within that time frame, and I try to spread them out so that I can get time with all of them. Okay. So based on what you're saying and, and, and here's what immediately goes into my head. Okay. You're sitting there and, and, and you just told us that your work with the hockey team as well mm-hmm. as tennis yep. and golf. That's the, correct. The, 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 the needs for those sports cannot be more different, at least to this layman, than, than, than you could possibly get. Because Absolutely. The, 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 the burst that you need for tennis and hockey is the complete opposite of the calm that you need for golf to not overdo it. How do you deal with that? You know, I mean, excuse me, rotation for all of the athletes is, is a primary focus and then break it down in injury prevention. So my hockey guys is a high collision, uh, high impacts, you know, collision sport where these guys are getting hammered up against the boards um, at full speed. Um, my golfers uh, and, and, you know, the, the rotation component is similar. The injury component is a lot different. So they're explosive athletes. So I'm an Olympic coach and, and we, all of my athletes do Olympic lifts and, and, um, you know, we gain a lot of our strength from the Olympic lifts and from, um, our traditional lifts as a squat and the deadlift and bench and those kind of things. But, um, they um they, they are completely different and i programmed for each of them based on the injuries that um that are prevalent in that sport so that's where they differ a little bit is is where the injuries where my golfers have like wrist injuries elbow injuries my hockey players as well will have wrist injuries, typically from impact and my and shoulder injuries. Um, my golfers, and again, back to my golfers, they'll have um, injuries in their low back based on the repetitive motion to one side. Um, but again, you got to remember, too, they're, they're, they're college guys, and they like to do bench press and biceps. Oh, of course. So <laughs> we do, of course, right? I mean, yeah. you got a bench, and... and uh, so we spend a lot of time on flexibility because that is a big aspect that they miss completely. So mobility, flexibility is a big part of component for them. Now, my tennis team, um, they're explosive uh, as well. Their injuries are, are similar with the wrist and the elbow and the shoulders, maybe a little bit more ankle than we typically will see with, with a golfer, per se, or, or with a hockey player. But... Um, all the programs are different and I will, I'll program for each of them differently. My hockey guys, as you guys know, that the hockey guys are older, they're more mature. They may have had strength conditioning coaches and juniors um, with a training age. That's a little bit older than say my golfer or my tennis player. That's never lifted any weight. So there's a little bit of a challenge there. Typically, um, I can push my hockey guys a lot harder than I can push, say, my golf team or my tennis teams. Um, my hockey guys are kind of my guinea pigs, if you will. And I try new <laughs> things on them and I beat them up a little bit harder. And, and they're very responsive to me. And they'll say, that was good, coach. Or, you know what? I don't see the value. 
and and uh, I respect that uh, relationship that the the hockey guys they have that maturity and they have that experience, and they can communicate very well with me. Um, so the programming is absolutely a hundred percent completely different, but you know, and, and that's what I do. And that's what's, uh, that's, what's fun about the job. If I had to write one program for all my teams, I think I'd be pretty bored. So I I appreciate the challenge, you know, I appreciate the challenge and, and, uh, adjusting accordingly. And and I know we're a hockey, hold on. I know we're a hockey podcast, but like I said, we're exploring what you do. Um, and you said injury prevention, how do you prevent shin injuries for a tennis player? Because they have to take beatings and that's not muscular. That's skeletal. How do you, how do you prevent that? You know, you know, and, and I, I don't, I, I, I have my own thoughts and then okay. there's reality, but what I try to do is we are constantly pushing with our calves and, and we're constantly using our gastroc every step we take. However, we never use, the front, which is the anterior tibialis, which is the muscle in the front of our shin, um, and then the flexibility aspect in our calves and and the in the front. When so, I train both sides of the calf. Believe it or not, and it sounds kind of strange, but one side is so strong, the back side, and the front side of our shin is so weak. It only aids us in lifting up our foot, and that's all. So when we add a resistance there, and develop a little strength my hope is that we can balance it out eventually so i found i've been pretty lucky and i i feel like one of the key components is training the front just as much as or as hard as we train the back which it will never be there but that's kind of one of the one of the kind of the focuses is to preventing the ankle injuries and then we'll do you know per se like we might stand on an unstable surface and i know the ice is is stable um, but we'll stand on an unstable surface just for the ankle stability and the ankle strengthening and things like that. And, and, um, you know, do one legged squats on a unstable, you know, pad or, or disc or something like that, just to, just to elicit strength gains and, and the, the neuromuscular firing of those muscles on that we don't typically use. So that that's been what I've done for you know for the past 20 years and and uh you know i'm that's just my hope is that i've eliminated some of them if not you know any of them but um that's kind of my take on on training that but you're right i mean the shins man they take a they take a beating especially in tennis and not so much in hockey but if we can train those muscles that we typically don't train make them stronger i mean i'm just hoping that we're better off than we were when we, if we weren't training at all, you know? Yeah. Well, I could see where that would benefit the push off though, too, on a, on a in, in, in a skate stride. So absolutely. Uh, I could see where that would, would work in there. Like I said, this is, you know, just my reaction is as a layman. So I, sure. I'm, you know, not looking to, uh, I don't want you to think that I was trying to trap you into an answer because oh, no, I don't know fine. the answer. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And, and neither do I, neither do I. And that's just how I approach it. And it, whether it's right or not, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. And that's, that's how I try to try to kind of battle that, that area per se. Um, I don't know if it's right, but it's all I got. So we it try works it, for you, you know? right? And it, and it works. I, I think it works. Well, At it least works I for hope you. it works. Right. <laughs> okay, Drew, well, I want to ask you, you brought up the guinea pig thing. How are you going to survive without that guinea pig of Alex Schilling in goal for the <laughs> for the foreseeable future? You know what, <laughs> what Alex? What a star he is. Oh, my goodness. I love Alex, and, and I'm going to miss him. He, You know what's funny is we had Billy Christopoulos. We had Shane Starrett. Um, uh, Billy was a big guinea pig for me as well. Shane had had was pretty much set in his own way. Um, didn't he, Shane didn't buy into strength and conditioning as much as I wish that he would have um, until after he got signed, unfortunately. But um, Billy Christopoulos was playing. Um, I'm sorry. Um, Billy was playing after Shane left, and then Alex. Schilling was, he was a guinea pig in the sense that, I, lo- I love that kid. He, <laughs> Billy was in goal all the time. And Alex, 
probably came to me as a freshman at about 160 pounds. And he's like, coach, what can I do? What can I do? How can I get in there? What do I got to do? And I'm like, I got so sick of seeing Alex in the weight room. He'd be like, coach, I'm not playing this weekend. What can I do? What can I do? And I'm like, hey, Alex, you know what? Let's do this. But he's like, hey, coach, um, I'm not going to play. And uh, I just see the writing on the wall. I'm not going to play. Billy's in in goal. So what can we do? You know, so Alex was in the weight room four days a week, even on Fridays and Saturdays, because he knew he wasn't going to suit up. Um, because Billy was a rock star and, um, that, that kid probably left at about 190, 95 pounds, um, just <laughs> worked his tail off. He would do vision training. He would lift, like I said, he'd be lifting everybody, be skating. He's like, I'm not even going to see the ice today, coach. So I, can I just lift? So Alex and I developed a really <laughs> close relationship because he knew he wasn't going to play. He's like, coach, I'm not going in. So can I lift today as everybody else is warming up? I'm like, absolutely, Alex. So uh, what a great kid. He was, he was devoted. He was motivated. He was dedicated. And then when Billy left and it was his time, he was ready to go. He was more, he was at his peak. He could not get any better than he did for us. And, and, what a rock. He was, he was just a great kid all around and a great goalie. And then, you know, the, the work that Frank did with him and man, I love Alex and I, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him, but we got a few goalies that we got some work to do with. So we're, <laughs> we're going to start that over again. I got to follow that up real quickly by saying, you know, one of the most impressive things about Alex is it took me almost all year because Frank would protect him and wouldn't let him talk to the media until the very end. And uh, okay. when I finally got the chance to sit down with them and visit with them, and we, we talked about, you know, are you good enough to, to play professional hockey? And he said, you know what? I made a commitment to the Air Force, and I'm following through with my commitment. And he was just content with that. I mean, he just knew yeah. what he was going to do, where he was going to go. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I just really admired that because you would have thought a kid like that maybe would have said, hey, is there any way I can just try it? and see where I go with the, sure. the, the hockey career. But, man, I just respect sure. the heck out of that. You know, Alex Alex is a great kid, and he loves, loves what he does when he was in goal, and he loved being a leader for our team. He was, he was our captain last year, and he got things moving in the right direction. Uh, we kind of veered off the path a little bit. Alex got us back on track, and, and – um, you know, he was, he was one of the boys and he was so fun and, you know, his hard work and determination motivated everybody else. And, you know, like you said, he, he was devoted to the air force. That's what he signed up for. I'm, I don't even know. And I, if he thought he was ever going to play, you know, he was one of those guys (laughs) that he hoped that he would, and he worked his butt off to get in there when he got in there. And he did a great job for us. He was so excited. And he's like, Drew, I couldn't have done it without you, buddy. And thank you so much. And I'm like, Alex, you're the one that did all the work, buddy. I just told you what to do. And, and um, man, yeah, what a great kid. And he, he, he turned our program around. And he, he, yes, I will mix, miss Alex for sure. All right, Paul. We lost you. Um, we lost you. You're quiet. You're either muted or something. <laughs> I hear crackling. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Paul's trying to figure that out. Uh, Drew, I'll ask you another one. So yeah. uh, I talked to the, the strength and conditioning guys, and I always want to ask them um, the difference between training a kid for speed and training him for um, a quick start, if you will. I'm, and hockey's got both of those facets, right? I mean, you want guys to be fast, but you also want them to be able to get a quick off the puck and off the face-off. Um, what, sure. what are your ideas about that? How do you train them for that? You know, let's see, for speed and then for quick off the puck and first step. You know, it's explosive strength. And, and Terry, here's what I'll tell you with about strength, and, and, uh, and then we'll go into the other part of it. Uh, the kind of two parts are strength and power, if you will. And, and the strength part of it, 
I see as the guys that, and um, the strength coach that I used to work with at the University of Denver, one of my, one of my mentors a long time ago, he used to give this analogy of a tractor, two tractors, a John Deere and a Massey Ferguson pulling each other. And um, there was a little rope in between them. Well, that rope was the tendon and the ligaments that used to that connect our muscles and our bone and things like that. And then eventually what happens, that rope through strength training, pushing heavy loads, turns into a kind of a thicker rope. And then um, think of our ligaments, our ACL, our MCL, our you know, PCL and all that, all those ligaments and stuff, they get thicker and there's more fibers in those ropes and they get stronger. And then, you know, this tractor pulls this way and this tractor pulls this way. And in the beginning they would break, but then towards the end, they, they get so strong that the, the tractors can't out pull each other and they just, you know, so anyway, that's a kind of a, a bad example. Or I, did, I don't, I don't think I did that right. There was something there. I think I missed an important part, but, um, Anyway, the strength portion helps prevent injuries. So those guys pushing heavy loads I, helps prevent injuries, but it's also like the foundation of a house. It's the cement, it's the brick, it's the mortar. And then, you know, the power, which comes from the face-offs and, and comes from the first step and, and the quick turnovers um, with the legs. And um, that power stuff we train um, through our Olympic lifts, we also train through um, plyometrics, so jumps and skips and hops and, you know, box jumps and things like that and, and um, reactive reactive strength, so to speak. So if I yell at them, they move quicker or, or if something drops, then they can recognize it and the impulse is sent from the eyes to the brain to the body and we we train that to be faster, um, more explosive. So the, and on the face-offs, but then on the turnover, if they can produce more power pushing off with each stride and then get the leg back up faster. Um, and then the turnover is faster. And we train that through um, lots of different activities, but the lateral movement and the lateral explosion for the push-offs, the plyometrics, the Olympic lifts, all those things are, are primarily um, movements that we train explosively in the weight room and in, in warm-up and in cool-down. And um, the guys are always training those and and we're always training them to be faster and we're always training them to be more explosive and we train them with resistance we train them with bands we train them with um um weighted vests um we do lots of things to add a little resistance to those movements because if we can move them with a little resistance in theory we should be able to move even faster without resistance right so right yeah that's yeah i mean in theory so that's kind of how we do that and, and um you know but the strength is a big part of the foundation that um that we that we spend we focus on and especially with the guys at the air force academy they um you know i mean we don't have the most gifted athletes um we don't have the we don't have the guys from du we we have the guys that we get and we need to make them better. So um, the strength is usually the big component that we hit first. And Frank always tells everyone in the beginning of the, <clears throat> the beginning of the year, you know, between the sophomore and freshman and sophomore years, when we see the biggest changes, because the guys become men and they move heavy weights and they, you know, and they kind of, in a sense, get a, get a hole punch in their man card because they're not just, you know, they're not squatting 135 pounds anymore. Now, all of a sudden, they're squatting 300 pounds. And, and that strength component then sets up the foundation for our explosive movements. And um, we've seen a lot of success with that. And they're, they're, you know, their explosive leg movements, we, um, we measure with the long jump and the vertical jump and things like that um, with their stride rate and the stride frequency and their stride length and all those kind of things. So 
We um, were pretty successful with um, creating what we need um, based on the athletes that we get with, with that, those theories, I guess, if you will. Yeah. It makes total sense. Paul, are you back yeah. with us? Uh, you guys are going to have to tell me, I don't know if you yeah. can hear me yeah, or not. Okay. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. Right. Well, first of all, um, I didn't know they used the term plyometrics anymore. I mean, I remember that was a big thing <laughs> probably in the eighties and, and, and early nineties, but I didn't know they used that term anymore. Uh, the other thing is, uh, uh, as long as you're talking about strength and power, uh, and you guys are Air Force, and, and we know Leanne Blaine makes guys pull airplanes. Do you guys make them do that too? <laughs> <laughs> if I could get my hands on an airplane, I would. <laughs> I'm just asking because, I mean, she gets them to do it, and I don't know if that's out of fear or, 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 or what have you. But, uh, out of fear. <laughs> she, she, you know, they, she, has, she gets them to pull them, so. Oh, that's great. Um, we're we're air power. I mean, air power, right? I mean, so yeah, we got we gotta um, have something. Although the the planes up there might be a little more expensive than the one she has in Poland. So, um, here's the, and that kind of jokingly leads me into my next question. You have to train these guys to play at altitude to begin with. Sure. Fa- I I don't know at what point, and I know they all don't go into planes but at some point these guys have to do that too does that force you to make adjustments in what you do training wise you know that yeah it it's tough we these guys are pulled in so many different directions um and and oh i think it was back in like 16 17 we had uh aj reed was was genetically gifted um gifted genetically gifted when i say that i mean in the sense that his parents i they must have been like um well i met his parents and his dad was a monster um in terms of just girth who's a big guy and and um but yes it does come into play and 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 frank especially is says to me this guy's got good genetics drew don't get him too big because if he gets too big (laughs) he's gonna slow down which in, in some cases is true. And he'll come straight out and tell me, I'll be like, Frank, okay, I got it, buddy. We won't, we'll make sure, you know, and we can adjust accordingly, but when they are done with us, they still need to be able to fit in the plane. And, and Frank gives us analogies with recruit recruits on campus is that we train them to be um, defensive backs and not necessarily, um, you know, offensive linemen. So, um, if if we have a guy like we have uh, Will Gavin right now on our on our right. roster, and Will Will's a truck. He is a yeah. big boy. And uh, right. let's see, we we have uh, Brian Adams. He's another one. And Frank will look right at me with his with his <laughs> eyebrows and say, "Drew, don't get this guy too big." And I'll be like, Frank, I got it, buddy. We, we'll, we'll take care of him. And if he gets big and he slows down, you just let me know. And, and we'll, we'll put him on the bike or on the treadmill or something. Or we'll, we'll get with a nutritionist and cut his diet. But, um, you know, there, there's the, the bigger picture, which, you know, you, you have to look at once in a while and say, okay, these guys, they're not here for the NHL. These guys are here. They, and some of them may be here for the NHL. Don't get me wrong. So it'd be every guy's dream to go play in the NHL, right? Um, but uh, or the minors or whatever. And yeah. and um, you know these guys they they want to serve our country. They, it, believe it or not, they're they're different. They're different. And I always joke around because um, you know we'll we'll be uh, before a game before game day on Wednesday. I'll see him and or or Friday night when we're warm. These guys are not typical college athletes in the sense that they're not focused on on NHL. They're not focused on girls. They're not focused on partying and things like that. These guys, they sit around and they talk about their chemistry tests and their, their um, you know, their aeronautical engineering classes. And it's really strange the way they do it, but they're, they're, they're brilliant. And they're so smart. And it's just a bonus that they get to play hockey. They, I mean, they're like, 
I can go to school and then I can play hockey too. You know, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy. Whereas you go to, you know, the University of Denver, they're just like, I'm going to the NHL. That's what I'm going to do. And, and then here, these guys are like, I get this great education. I get paid money to go to school. And then when I leave, I make money. And I don't even, you know, I don't have to worry about a job. And I get to play hockey. This is great. Where do I sign? You know, and, and um, a lot of our guys realize that they're not the best of the best. But they're going to be the best that they can be while they're with us. And they're motivated and they're dedicated. And um, it makes my job so easy. Um, but they, um, you know, that it's, it's a bigger picture thing. And it, it, they all have that dialed in. They know that you know, they want to go fly planes. We have our, our uh, I don't want to say our four-string goalie, but pretty much our number four goalie, number five goalie. Uh, Austin Park is um, that boy. He he wants to play so bad, and he'll do anything he can. And he's been busting his butt for the past couple of years, trying to be the best that he can. But he he sees the writing on the wall, and he went and got his pilot license this summer, and he's like, "I'm going to fly." And I'm like, "Austin, that is awesome." He's like, "Yeah, Drew, I'm going to fly something fast." <laughs> okay. okay okay cool that's awesome you know so he wants to be in goal and when he's not in goal and he's on the he's on the glass with me on friday saturday night um you know he's okay with it because he knows that he's going to be flying f-16s f-22s f-35s whatever it's going to be and and that's the big picture so you know it's it's kind of twofold some of the guys are really you know some guys are they want to go to the next level, but then they kind of realize, okay, okay, here's why I'm here. Here's what I'm really going to do. So it's, it's kind of a, you're kind of caught in between and we do everything we, that we can for these boys and um, they bust their butts, everything they do. And, and that's what makes it so enjoyable. But um, you know, if we have some guys that get too big back to your original question, I kind of went off on a tangent there. It's okay. You know, they, um, Okay, you know, they're, uh, we get guys that are too big, uh, not really gonna happen based on the guys that we get in. But if we do, we change their training regimen. And, and instead of maybe going through a hypertrophy cycle, which is an increase in muscle fiber size, um, for some of our little guys, which most of them are, like, um, you know, Nate Horn and, and Parker Brown, those guys need to put a little size on. So they're, then maybe I skip that cycle with my bigger guys and I put them on a different kind of cycle where they don't gain as much size, where the majority of our guys need to put on a little, a little size or a little weight, you know, just so that they can compete with some of these bigger boys, like the ones at RIT and, and, um, you know, so, so we, we tailor, based on that and um we kind of go and and i trust frank and frank tells me what he needs and and we kind of go from there okay first of all i would disagree with you slightly in the fact that you do have the best of the best yeah you know, it, it may not just be uh uh it may not be strictly when it comes to hockey but uh, i i would say you do have the best of the best um secondly you're throwing around these words now it's a good thing you're up there at Air Force because on this podcast, nobody understands a heck any of the words that you're talking about. And all those okay. guys up there do. Well, no, I mean, we do, but uh, okay. we can't, yeah, no, I you, know, you know, these multi-syllabic words here, they, they usually take us a while to digest. Okay, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's got to be easier to pull guys back than it is to have to worry about pushing them, no? Oh my goodness, absolutely. It's it, <laughs> it is. It's easier to pull them back sometimes. Sometimes, you know, some of these guys, <laughs> they'll go, and I'll be like, Gavin, we need to lay off the upper body. We need to lay off the 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 chest and the back and the triceps, buddy. We need to get rid of some of that size that you have up there. And he'll be like, All right, coach, you got it. And then 
I find out from the other guys that he's over in another gym training, you know, bands and triceps <laughs> and biceps. And... Yeah, well, you know, some of those habits die hard, right? Yep. You got to yep. have those biceps for the beach when you, you get do. there. You do. Yep, you got to look good. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's funny because they'll go and they won't do it with me, but they'll do it someplace, you guarantee. <laughs> but, you know, they're college guys too, right? I mean, right, they want to look good. Yeah, yeah. I get they it. They want to feel good. And, you know, the other thing, too, is 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 every once in a while when we get toward the end of the season, we'll we'll throw in buys and tries and I'll be like, hey, guys, you got to look good. If if you look good, you feel good then you play good, too. So there we go. And, and they so, always love that. Drew, I want to ask you this one. Uh, final one for me anyway. Um, you know, I was a golfer for 25 years. OK. And uh, I, I had double bunionectomies, one on each foot. And uh, when I came back, I realized uh, just how much I had lost the insides of my feet um, for hitting a golf ball. And you okay. work with golfers and with hockey players, but we had a strength and conditioning coach on from Liberty, the first one that uh, came on the show uh, this summer. And he said that he really worked with hockey players' feet, too. He thought that was extremely important. He used the big toe. Is that something that you work with, too, or – or is that a little different for you? Because he said, my hockey player's got to have strong, big toes. Huh. You know, I, I've never heard that one, Terry. To be honest with you, I've never heard that. Uh, big toes, no. You know, we don't train our big toes very much. Um, <laughs> well, the, the reason I asked is because after I came out of the surgery and I went into to rehab, uh, they had me working on the insides of my feet and literally my the ball of my feet and my, and my big toe. And uh, when I came out, I was hitting the golf ball like 25 yards farther off the tee right, right away. And I'm going like, wow, did you mean that I was losing that much? Because when my when the, the bunions got bad, I couldn't okay. wear golf shoes by the fourth day of a tournament. And I could hardly walk by the, you know, by the time the tournament was over. And once sure. I came back, I realized maybe I wasn't using that. Well, then I started thinking about my time on the ice and I thought, Maybe that was an issue for me, too. I, I wasn't using the insides of my feet strong enough to be stronger okay. on my skates. So I was just curious. You know, yeah, no, you know, and, and there's so many places that there could be deficiencies. And absolutely, I see the, I could see the benefits. When, when, when I design the program for these guys, overall, generally, I think, okay, I have, a warm-up, I have a cool-down, we have to do our plyometrics, and we need a lift. I need this much, I have this much time, and these are my primary goals. This is my injury prevention. Um, and and granted, if I had three hours with my guys, I, I absolutely would work on their toes. And I know that there's um, there's, there's benefits, there's pros and cons. I, well, actually, I don't know that there's any cons, but I mean, your toes play a big part in your, in your balance, right? I mean, right, in the yeah. big toe. And then I've also heard that the little toe plays a huge part in the balance as well. Um, and it, I have to weigh the, weigh the pros and cons and, and, uh, you know, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I don't have a lot of train time to train the toes. Well, we, 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 we train, the, <laughs> we train the, the, the fingers, the I, I fingers and to, the grip strength be, throw, before we train the toes. Yeah, I want to I throw that out there, being that was told to me. And then just a quick follow-up on that. Um, I, I'm sure you're familiar with a guy named Kale McCarr right here for the Avalanche. Oh, and yeah. I, I'm just amazed at the way that he can transition um, people have talked to me several times and I said, you know, when you look at Kale McCarr, he's never going forward or backward. He's always going sideways. And that transition and strength is just, it's got to be mostly natural, right? I mean, you can't really train oh. that into a kid, can you? You know, I mean, you can a little bit. You can train that into a kid a little bit, but man, he is one gifted athlete. And that, and, and, <laughs> And that's all there is to it. He is, just has the talent, and man, he's amazing to watch. And I'm I'm just thankful I'm an Avalanche fan. And and uh, <laughs> me too. He is, yeah. He oh, jeez. He's, he's a he's a rock star. And um, you know, I mean, to come up from where he came and 
just step right in and score a goal on his what first or second game and yeah. fit right in with the boys and you know take the lead and what an amazing story. I mean, they need to make a movie out of that. I think. I agree. Uh, by the All way, right, Drew, the RGs, the, the RGs was not for you, Drew. You've been in Colorado for a long time. Uh, Scott's a newbie, and he just waves his pom-poms. And, and, uh, I can't <laughs> even, I got blue and white ones, too, by the way. Oh, jeez. Um, no, I mean. Hey, I also got a T-shirt that says Beat Army. Does that count? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. We always got to beat Army. And, and you know, it, it's uh, – we we all love Brian Riley and and uh, he's a great dude and and but unfortunately I mean we always upset him when we go there it seems like and and Brian's a good sport because he always comes in the locker room and congratulates us but uh, I don't I don't know if I know of a time when Frank has went in there and congratulated them but <laughs> you know we love Brian and and Brian's good that good guy and and uh, we're up against up the up against the same variables but. We always come out on top, and that's all that really matters. But well, <laughs> I, I I assume then, and this will be the last uh, since you brought it up, and this is usually how I go, I, I roll. Um, yeah, you probably talk a lot to the guy who's in your same position, add on. You know, no, uh, no not so much. Really? You know, they 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 change. There's a lot of turnover there. Um, okay. I was interviewed for the position. A long time ago, and I accepted, and or I'm sorry, I didn't accept, obviously, but um, um, in in uh, I think it was Coach Guazeki that's like recommended me to Coach Riley, and Coach Riley wanted me to come out, and um, yeah, you know, I grew up in in New York, um, in Lake George, New York, and went to school out in Greeley, Colorado, and. And once I left New York, I really didn't ever want to go back because of the the winter weather. Just oh, it's uh, so cold. So oh, Drew. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> Lake George. Yeah, I mean, I live on Long Island, and I you know okay. spent most of my life here uh, between Queens and Long Island with a okay. with a stint in Tempe in between. Um, and believe me, I don't. I don't want to be. I got four more years left of Long Island winters. I don't want to be here because it's too damn cold either. So, oh, it's uh, so we're cold. on the same page. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm in. I'm in Florida this week, um, where uh, my boys are. My younger boys are playing in Little League World Series. Nice. And uh, we're down here at St. Lucie, St. Lucie, Florida. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's been a while since I've been in humidity. We'll come back to New York, but oh my God, 95 and 100% humidity. It is outrageous. So <laughs> it makes me appreciate Colorado even more because there's no humidity. The winters are so easy. I, I just, I don't, I don't know how, how, how I grew up here or how, or how you even live in Long Island. You know what I do miss? I, I miss the pizza. I miss well, the pizza yeah, and well. the Italian. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, oh, my. you know, that is, un- that is unfortunately, you have to go on a hunt and, <laughs> and, 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 dis- and search mission because the trick is the water. So yeah. you gotta, that, yeah. that is, that's where it is. So yeah. you gotta find somebody that uses that filtrated water to make their pizza dough. That's what oh. you gotta do. So ah, now that you get, what it is. That's what it is. You gotta go find, you gotta, now you have a mission of your own. Okay. You go find some place that that uses bottled and filtrated water to make their dough, and you oh. got a better shot. I miss pizza oh. so much. Every time we go back, and and obviously being in the Atlantic Atlantic uh, Conference, we go back every. And Frank treats us right. Frank always gets <laughs> us to the best pizza places, the best Italian places for the chicken parm pregame, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, oh, I miss it and I love it. But then we come back home and, you know, you just can't find it. You can't find that good Italian food out here in Colorado. Well, and, and uh, but, you know, I've found, found some good pizza here in, in Florida. Some some guys from New York moved down and yeah. found a good pizza spot. But um, so one thing well, I listen, miss about being back there. Well, listen, you got to tell coach they okay. have to schedule some games to play here. Against LIU, and that'll solve your problem for a few days. You, you know what? Do we have LIU on the schedule? 
We don't have LIU. Well, I don't know if you're, you're not coming here, though. You might, but it's not to come here. Oh, are they coming out to us this year? I don't know. I got to look now. No, I'm. I got gotcha. you. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, LIU. We played them last year, didn't we? And yeah, we went out there. there. No, you weren't here. Paul would have been there. I would have sure, been there. If, you, yeah. if Air Force okay. had been there, he, he would have been there. But we yep, uh, no. Oh, no. You know, I, I didn't nope. know you were out, out in Florida. So, geez, thanks for, for coming on this late at night. Oh, are you kidding? We, yeah, we absolutely no. appreciate it. Uh, oh, before you go, I want to play something I play for all the Air Force guys. So, ready? Listen up. Okay. <laughs> That's your pep band. That I love it. I love going to games at the uh, at the academy. <laughs> I was I was just like, what is that? Yeah, that's your pep okay. band. I, I get it every time we get an Air Force guy on. Now they get the treatment. So, Drew. Okay, uh, well, I'm so sure none of us. them know what we're talking about, but okay, that's okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for spending some time with us tonight. Enjoy your time down there at the uh, Little League World Series. Oh and, yeah, uh, we're having a blast. I'll run into you when I get. Uh, when the season gets started and I get over to Air Force, I'll make sure to look you up. All right. Well, hey, let's chat again. I had a blast. It was a good time, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, Drew. Absolutely. That's All Drew right, guys. Yeah. Uh, strength and conditioning coach at Air Force, works with the Air Force hockey team. Paul and I will be right back to uh, wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live in about three minutes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best.
College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is. Tuesday night is College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight back in Denver, Colorado, where it's glorious. It's beautiful. Um, love it here. Uh, my co-host is always Paul Hornstein on the Long Island, New York. Paul, I understand it's glorious and lovely there as well with uh, a few uh, tempted sharks just off the beach. Now, I, I wouldn't know. They, they they don't let me out of the basement. I have no windows. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, a little swampy today, but, you know, that's the way it is when you're near the water. You know, that's the right. way it goes. Um, an- Just another... don't go in that water is all I say. Wow. Don't go in that water. i got to make sure my kids don't push me in. Um, <laughs> Not until they find know. out the insurance money. Well, that's why they're going to do it. They get more insurance money um, before I retire. Um, you know, you got to love the, 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 the thing about having, having these guys on, the strength and conditioning guys. Well, I, I always worry about getting repetitive with the questions. Um, they, they're, they're all so different. Exactly. Right? Exactly. They're, 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 they're they're always they, they. I mean, the goal is the same, right? But right. every everybody has the same uh, goals, but the the way they approach it is just uh, you know, and, and they all have the access to the same technology. Of course, you know. I think uh, the biggest thing I took away was twofold: that uh, Alex Schilling was one of his guinea pigs, and then second. Secondly, uh, you know, you do have to keep the guys in, in shape and size to fit in an airplane. You can't yeah. just bulk them up to the point where they can't fly the darn thing. Uh, that wouldn't be any good. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting. That Those are the two things that I really took away from Drew. Good conversation. Uh, great. I You know, and, and I mentioned to you this before we, we came on the show. I said, you know, I think this is going to be interesting because he's got a different type of athlete. He doesn't have right. the the top junior player in the world coming to play NCAA hockey. He's getting guys that want to be air force cadets and play hockey too. Right. Um, Like I said, I mean, uh, especially when you go to the various different uh, ends of the spectrum, right? Uh, We had, we had uh, Chris was his name from Liberty, right? Chris. Yes. Yep. You know, uh, that's, that's one set of circumstances. And then, of course, uh, Leanne at, at ASU has a different set of circumstances. And, and, and Drew up there at Air Force has completely different sets of circumstances. So just to hear and, – and, and these this is not like these guys are at their first jobs. No. So, you know, they have to do some adapting too. Oh, I can't even imagine the changes that they had to do. Like in Drew's case from University of Denver to Air Force, I mean, that's two different, completely different kinds of athletes. Well, just forget about that. Just go, uh, you know, he said he was, you know, and obviously he's, he's not lying to us, but, you know, to go, he mentioned being over at Denver with George Guazdecki in the early 2000s. Just going from 2003 to 2022, yeah. Regardless of where you are, right? Um, forces you forces you to adapt and change, because as we know, technology has just exploded. Uh, probably more so in the last 20 to 25 years than we probably realize. Yeah, without a doubt. Without you know, I mean, for, forget that I used to tell people, my, you know, my grandmother went from no elect, you know, it was born in the 1910s and people barely had electricity and people barely had, they didn't even have radios to putting a man on the moon. And now, I mean, it's just, you know, guys stay up there for months. So, yep. You're absolutely correct. You know, it's just crazy. So. It's absolutely. Well, take it away, my friend, and we'll say goodnight for Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro.
All right, from the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. Available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M-Drive formula is for you. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, to the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big thank you to uh, Drew Baudet, uh, the strength and conditioning coach from Air Force, joining us from South, South Florida while his kids are at the, uh, the Little League World Series. That's fantastic. Uh, we get the best guests, and uh, it's it's always fantastic to have them along with us. We'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemaker Scenario, ask you to tune in, of course, tomorrow night for another great West College Hockey podcast. It's going to be fun with Stephen Marsh and myself, and uh, we'll say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody. Goodnight.